Hey listeners, I've not been around for a little bit. Apologies for that. I've had some illness at home, but I'm feeling better and hopefully I can get back on schedule. It's also Pride Month this month, so there's going to be a few extra things dropping in your feed uh, to celebrate Pride. Anyway, I hope you're all okay and happy listening. You are listening to True Crime Fiction, feeding your addiction to the best of the written and the spoken word in crime. If you would like to support the podcast, you can do so for as little as £1 at patreon.com slash truecrimefiction. There are some crimes that we approach with a little bit of disbelief. We almost see them as comic and they are more likely to be the punchline of a wink-wink, nudge-nudge joke than seen as the serious deception that they are. So it is when we come to bigamy. As crimes go, it is not much in the headlines and people rarely talk about it. For the same reason that much crime that involves romantic or sexual relationships are not talked about, they can carry a heavy stigma for those who are victims and so reluctance to speak out is understandable. Not so for Mary Turner Thompson, the Edinburgh single mum who signed up to a dating site and ended up meeting someone who she thought was her soulmate. She embarks on a romance with Will Jordan, a charismatic American. Things seem a little iffy, but I think we can all probably admit to ignoring the odd red flag in the beginning of a relationship. His explanation that as a member of the CIA, his life has a lot more risks and therefore more secrecy appeased Turner Thompson at the beginning. However, as the relationship progresses, there are more and more lies spun and more and more untruths told to the point that as a reader, it's hard to keep up with the labyrinth of lies, falsehoods and half truths, especially as Turner Thompson lays them all out in chronological order, mirroring the confusion I'm sure she must have felt in living this ordeal. I am sure that there are details she has not included, but reading only those which have been suitable for publication, the mind boggles at Jordan's appetite and energy for deception. Even a fairly mundane life can be hard to live, so how one finds the energy to not only juggle multiple partners and children, but actively engage in elaborate deceit to all of them is beyond me. I came to the conclusion that it was not the relationships themselves that Jordan cherished as much as the feeling of control and power that the lion gave. It is notable that he not only committed marriage fraud but also defrauded Turner Thompson out of large sums of money and that she was not the only one. The main aim of Jordan's adult life appears to have been to live off women, both monetarily and in a more egocentric way of feeling powerful and in control. When you peruse the myriad reviews of The Bigamist, many readers admire Turner Thompson for her bravery of telling her story in public. 
A similar amount of people finish the book wondering why on earth she went so far and so deep into the relationship with Jordan when there were so many red flags. It is a natural thing to wonder, but we also fool ourselves if we think we will not so easily be taken in. A huge amount of people fall foul every year to scams, sometimes romantic, often monetary, in person, online and over the phone. None of the people who are caught out ever thought before that they would be the kind of person who would fall foul of such duplicitousness. Don't we all like to think, to hope, that we would be the one who would turn the tide and be far too clever for those kind of schemes? Turner Thompson does not interrogate what it was in her own upbringing or background that allowed her to fall for Jordan's ever-increasing lies. Could it have been an upbringing that was mired in patriarchal ideals where you don't question the man of the household too much? Maybe being a single mother, she felt the need for a partner to support her through the trials of parenthood. These are the kinds of questions that deeply mine the human psyche. And while we may all want an answer, it can take a long time to untangle the myriad influences on a life that makes them take the wrong turn. It is worth remembering that it's easy to postulate reasons, but it can take a lot of time and hard work to actually find out why. Sadly, that often comes too late. Um, for many, only after there is some great distance between us and the events in question. So while it might be a more satisfying reading experience if Turner Thompson could give us the kind of solid answers to the predicament her experience asks, perhaps we ask too much of her to be able to parse it academically down to a handful of previous experiences or feelings. It appears as though Turner Thompson's experience was a triumph of hope over reason. And while hope can sometimes turn to perversity, as it did in this case, a life lived without it is a poor and sad one indeed. Reading through The Bigamist and seeing that Jordan, now extradited to the US, has continued his romantic indulgences and fathered more children to women who I expect are totally unaware of his past in the UK, I'm reminded of the Walter Scott quote I see every time I walk through Waverley Station. Love will subsist on wonderfully little hope, but not entirely without it. To stop our friends and loved ones and selves becoming victims of the likes of Jordan, we need to up our expectations of hope and that it can be something that is juicy, pulsing and alive within us. Not just the relationship crumbs we are so often given to expect and told to enjoy. You have been listening to True Crime Fiction, the podcast that is feeding your addiction to all things crime. You can find our website at true-crime-fiction.com, on Twitter at true underscore crime underscore fic, on Facebook and Instagram as True Crime Fiction. Please rate and review on the podcast app of your choice. Music is by Kitty Kitty Meow Meow.